G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, this week is National Reconciliation Week with the theme, Be Brave, Make Change. It's a focus on tackling the unfinished business of reconciliation so we can make change for the benefit of all Australians. Peter Gibbs is a Gamilaroi man from far west New South Wales and is committed to improving life outcomes for Aboriginal people. He's the founder of an intensive program helping Indigenous people to join the police force. Peter's also the general manager of Ready.E, an Aboriginal-owned and operated employment training and community and services organisation which is based in Dubbo in New South Wales. Peter became a Christian 23 years ago and his journey of faith is a really inspiring one which he himself describes as a divinely-led road to Damascus experience. Well, on Tuesday morning of this week, Peter told his powerful story to the 1,700 Christians gathered for the annual Sydney Prayer Breakfast at the International Convention Centre in Darling Harbour. Bless you. What an amazing experience. When you come from a little community, it's just a small dot on the map, here in New South Wales. There's probably 10 of our little communities all put together in the one room. I've probably played footy in front of a a few people but never ever got the opportunity to speak and particularly to share a testimony that hopefully will be uplifting and encouraging to you this morning. There's a few things I want to talk to you about. It's about the power of prayer, the power of forgiveness and the power of testimony. And all of us, every one of us, have got a story. And I'm not here to trump anybody's story. I'm just here to share a message, a personal message, but a message that I can't keep secret because it's about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not something that you hold on to and not share. Because everybody needs to hear the message as I did when I was a young boy growing up in Wilmeringle, a little community in the northwest. Although our people didn't read the Bible, something was instilled in our mob. And to now in my generation, we've got the Bible to open freely and share uh, with our family members. But as you'll see over the next few moments as I share, we still have a lot to go and we need your prayer. We need to stand alongside each other and we need each other more now than ever. Over the next few minutes, I hope that I don't have you walking out with a burden on your shoulder other than a burden to pray. Just a burden to pray for my people. This is Reconciliation Week. It gives us a time in our country to reflect on how far we've come and the plight of my people. 
Friends, I think we've all had an opportunity in our life to come to a T-section about whether we go down this track or whether we go down that track. My T-section came in 1997 when my sister Fiona died in police custody in our little hometown, Brewarrina, in northwestern New South Wales. Now, Brewarrina is a town of a couple of thousand people, predominantly Aboriginal, predominantly families of mine. The shock that I felt that day still resonates with me today. And when I'm up here today sharing with you the testimony that started with Fiona's death has given me the opportunity on the back of her tragedy to come and share with you the changes in my life that I needed to make to assist Aboriginal people, prevent Aboriginal deaths in custody, but also, more importantly, that I would follow Christ. Brewarrina uh, is a place where two Aboriginal people have died in custody. One in 1987 and my sister in 1997, just 10 years later. When something like that happens, there is a natural response. As the eldest of four children, coming from a respectful family who built an history of work ethic in the outback, what my grandmother used to say to me, that son, you are going to be a leader in your community. I had no idea what man was talking about until my sister died in police custody. Jolted to the front to make important decisions on behalf of a community. Should we respond like others have done in other countries, all parts of the world? Did you see some of the Black Lives Matter responses, particularly when George Floyd died? Have you seen the response when local people take on their police force? I made a decision with my dad that there would be no violence there would be no repercussions on our police force. There would be nothing inflicted on that little community that we loved because of the tragedy of losing my sister. I researched that we needed more Aboriginal people to be in our police force. I found a way to meet the most wonderful people, like former police commissioner, Mr Scipioni, who's here today. He was police commissioner at the time that the first pilot for the iProud program was started in New South Wales. That program has been going for over 15 years. We've trained many Aboriginal people who are now taking their rightful place in their New South Wales police stations, serving our community. What a better classroom to have an Aboriginal and a non-Aboriginal police officers sitting in a police truck, travelling around the community, and they're getting lessons from each other about how you deal with people and that maybe locking them up isn't the only answer. Maybe building relationship is, building understanding, particularly cultural understanding. But through that process, I found out more about myself. I found about the, about the Christian legacy that I, was, that I grew up with, that my mum, who died at 28, died a Christian. My grandmother who held me through those tumultuous years 
and my auntie and uncle who were here tonight, today with me, were Christians. I knew the legacy that runs through my families for generations. And one night before I was ready to take my own life, because I could not bear the burdens anymore, when I said to the Lord, I will be that leader. I will be that leader you call me to be. I will be that leader my nan told me about. So within days, I drove out to my auntie and uncle's church in Burke and said, I surrender my life to the Lord on this day. And that's the best birthday of all. You, you understand what I'm saying, friends? There are times in all of our lives that we under, have to understand forgiveness. I needed to find something in here. I couldn't do that by myself. I didn't understand forgiveness. I had to forgive New South Wales police. How can you hold that burden on your shoulders and in your heart for the rest of your life? That's why I was choosing suicide. I had a little family who needed me. Praise God, praise God, that I said I surrender my life. And it was in my auntie and uncle's church and they've been with me every step of the way because we need them. If you are the only Christian in your family, don't stop praying. Please don't stop praying. My auntie and uncle shared with me, they prayed for me consistently for seven years. Then I travelled out to their little community in Burke, in their little church and surrendered my life, and I've not looked back. Put up your hand if you think Christian life is an easy life. Put up your hand if you think it's all roses. It's tough. But I'd rather be serving Jesus. And if I could encourage you, if I could really encourage you to really understand if there's things that you need to forgive, you need to come to that point of forgiveness. If you're a grandmother, don't stop praying for your little fellas. I am an example, a living example of a grandmother who just wouldn't give up until she died. Bless you for listening. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come to Sydney, stand in front of you and share. I don't want to be a burden on you. I just want you to be encouraged that we need you to stand alongside us. We need to prevent more Aboriginal kids going in to out of home care. We need more, ki- more of our young people to stay home with us, not in jails. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to be here with you during Reconciliation Week, an opportunity to, to encourage you. Bless you. Peter Gibbs. At the Sydney Prayer Breakfast earlier this week, what a powerful testimony about forgiveness and loving others. Special thanks to the Sydney Prayer Breakfast for supplying that recording. If you'd like to learn more about the work of Peter through the Regional Enterprise Development Institute, their website is ready.org.au. That's R-E-D-I-E dot org dot A-U. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 